Hey everybody, it is Jake with the Praying Man Podcast. Welcome, thank you so much for joining us. If you've uh, been with us for a while, thank you for sticking sticking it out. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. Um, this is a brand new series, actually. This episode is going to be something a little bit different. It's a brand new series that we're going to launch called The Reshootables. So this is the pilot episode of that. And the product we're going to be taking a look at is we're going to take a trip back to 2007 and look at a bow that... <laughs> remains to be extremely bizarre and strange uh, and polarizing. And that bow is the Bowtech Guardian. So uh, we'll have some pictures up on our Instagram page and Facebook. Uh, we're at Praying Man Apparel. Take a look at it if you're not sure exactly what bow we're talking about. Or do a quick search for Bowtech Guardian 2007 Bowtech Guardian. And you will see exactly what we are talking about. And probably immediately... If you are not familiar with this bow, you will your uh, interest will be piqued for sure. So uh, I will be joined with John Eastburn, my co-host, and then sitting sitting third is John Hernandez, and we'll all get to meet him and all of his. He's got a ton of knowledge in the archery industry. You'll find out that three of us have a a very interesting history with this bow. So appreciate it. We hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by Blacktail and Alpha Buck Apparel. You can find all kinds of really, really cool shirts, hats, sweatshirts, casual apparel for the outdoorsmen, hunters, fishermen at prayingman.com, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G-M-A-N, prayingman.com. And uh, we appreciate that support. So sit back, enjoy. And again, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. We ready? Ready to rock? Yep. That's a okay. No, I don't like that stock. one. Let's do this one. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you're really That's slapping all the nice, bass boys. there. All night. Slash. Slash. <laughs> slapping the bass, man. <laughs> that was not bass. All right, we are here. This is the first. This is the as John said, the beta run. This is the pilot of the reshootables. So excited. Yes. Yes. So quick introductions. I am your host, Jake. We are here with uh, our, 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 our trio. It's a trio of fun-loving fellas. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Eastburn. Happy to be here again. Thank you. Yes. And sitting in the third spot, we have John Hernandez. It is I. Yes. Now, please, if we could just very nice. applause for the end of the show. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Oh, God. Question. They follow me everywhere. <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have done this in the auditorium. It's a packed house tonight. Packed house. <laughs> uh, Freebird. Uh, so, yeah. So just a quick, man, this is, I've been kind of explaining this to you guys beforehand, but this has kind of been a little bit of a passion project for a couple of years now. And finally, now that we got some better recording equipment, uh, rolled it out. We're going to roll it out. So the, the name of this episode um, in this, I guess, this series is called The Reshootables. And just a quick kind of breakdown on what that is, is there's so many really cool uh, pieces of equipment, technology over the years, 
you know, outdoorsmen that have benefited from these things, whether it's hunting or fishing, camping, um, from the clothes we wear to the guns we shoot to the, you know, fly rods that we use. There's so many really cool pieces out there, um, that I thought it'd be really fun to kind of just take a look back and can kind of revisit those things and like, Oh man, I remember when, you know, this first thing came out, you know, I don't know why, but like Gore-Tex always kind of comes to mind, you know, life before Gore-Tex was kind of crappy. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely different. And, uh, so, you know, things like that. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're kind of have an archery background, um, along with some other things, but, uh, I thought that if we could take, and just take a, a look back and find some of these things that really kind of helped mold and the the landscape of outdoor life, right? So whether you're archery hunting or gun hunting or fishing, there's some really neat things and some things that really change the game. So we're going to do this pilot episode and um, <clears throat> given our background, our history, and we'll get into that in just a minute here. I thought it'd be really cool to look back at a particular bow that when it came out was very polarizing it you either loved it or hated it when you saw it <laughs> there was <laughs> there was immediate reaction to it which i think is really cool for any product and that product that we're going to be talking about today is the Bowtech Guardian all right so just a quick we'll just go around so the three of us worked you know full disclosure we we did work for Bowtech in 2007 and uh, we've got a lot of history with this bow. Indeed. So, John, uh, let's see. I'm going to call you Hernandez. Bye. Hernandez? Yeah. Just to keep it square. Um, give us a little bit of your history. You are a man that wears many, many hats and definitely wore a lot of hats when you were in Bowtech and still continue to wear a lot of hats um, from a technology side, uh, tinkering side. So kind of take us back to, you know, if you don't mind, give us a... Reader's Digest version of how you got into archery and how you got introduced to Bowtech. So archery started in for me, gosh, what was it, nineteen ninety one? Rifle hunter prior to that, uh, got the bug to archery hunt, went all in, and um, bought my first bow at the our local you know community bow shop, the bow rack. Mm-hmm. over there in spring tucky oregon um first bow alpine rebel um yeah it was and i i, I mean alpine yeah alpine was was it yeah i mean it. there was there was some good stuff pse was was you know high country oh yeah i remember seeing the truck coming around high country yeah uh god what was his name spencer for hire no spencer highlands <laughs> <laughs> but uh high country yeah, yeah. so you know, started in, I, I actually worked in a, in a retail. I was a meat cutter, um, Hispanic with knives. It just, it just seemed like it was <laughs> so fit, um, real well. You but, didn't even uh, have to interview. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it started, started, uh, I always had a love for hunting, but man, this archery thing was pretty awesome and immediately just total gearhead with all this stuff. So yeah, you know, fast forward to late nineties, uh, friend of ours that we all know, uh, one Jamie Coleman, um, he uh, and I became really good friends. Uh, he was an employee at the bow rack, uh, at the time, but, um, some, you know, things changed in people's lives and whatnot in the late nineties. Uh, Jamie and I started a, a pro shop, uh, called hook and arrow. And, um, yeah, we had a pro shop for, 
Uh, several years. I remember it was, gosh, I want to say July 1999, a man named John Strassheim uh, pulled up into our parking lot at Hook and Arrow in White Cadillac. I always remember him getting out. Um, I'm like, wow, well, you know, White Cadillac, Archery, they go, they go hand in hand. I was just like, what? So uh, he gets out. He's in a gray suit, blazer, passenger side, uh, opens up. I see a guy get out, um, one Kev, Kevin Strother. Um, and uh, he he's very recognizable at, at that, at that point, Kevin could probably take me, but uh, I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but yeah, he, he was, he was rocking a pretty good curly haired mullet back then. Mm-hmm. But, um, they went to the back of the truck, uh, to the Cadillac, opened up the trunk. And I remember out popped these, uh, bows and they were a, had an, a, a aluminum, uh, just raw mill finish, aluminum riser, black limbs, and um, I thought, hey, the cams are black at least. It wasn't until they got inside that I realized they were anodized in Sharpie, um, <laughs> you know. So pr- prototypes of uh, Bowtech. That's the way Jamie and I got introduced to them. We, were, we became Bowtech's first dealer, uh, you know, back in the late 90s. So that's kind of how I, how I started off with, with Bowtech as a pro shop owner and, you know, total gearhead bow enthusiast at the time. Um, and then worked for the company for about 18 years. And that's pretty cool. So yeah. the fact that you were, I forgot about that. Bowtech's very first dealer. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, nobody can take that away from you, John. Yeah. <laughs> D-O-R. It's <laughs> a so dealer and then, yeah. and then O-R for Oregon. I, we were dismissing the K. Um, <clears throat> dark 0001. That would have been, been us. But yeah. See, that's forever ingrained in my mind because I heard that on about every three sales pitches sitting uh, next to Jamie's office. You know right. I was Bowtech's first dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from me or from Jamie? Jamie. Oh, good. No, it was I don't know why you're not no. listening to me. Yeah. Why aren't you buying more boats? No. Oh, love yeah. you, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's yes, that's uh, it's fantastic, and and I'm glad you brought up Kevin and uh, John Strassheim. They, you know, for the for the most part, were the catalysts behind Bowtech. Um, so I'm going to ask you to jump in here because you were there at the time. I was not. I've obviously heard the stories, probably from Jamie and many others, but um, so just just briefly kind of give us uh just a little bit of a recap on on, on how Bowtech came to be obviously you know there was the fastest bow in the world mm-hmm. um self proclamation right mm-hmm. so that was Kevin's big thing right so Kevin was the the designer yep and his big thing was speed yeah so yeah. tell yeah. us just, just briefly about those first bows. So those first bows, and specifically, I remember the ones that uh, came into the shop that I described earlier. One of them was very short. Um, we, you guys may remember affectionately called Mighty Might. I, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, named after John Strassheim's uh, grandson, who mm-hmm. you know had some uh, some challenging issues through um, through an early birth, I believe, if I remember correctly. And they're just like, man, this, this little boy is mighty. So mm. Mighty Might. Um, so it was a very short bow, uh, single cam. And then the other one was one Black Knight, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, I lobbied for the name Brown Knight, but no <laughs> bueno, no bueno. But didn't um, have, so didn't have, didn't have that marketing ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still to this day, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So the dual cam, you know, uh, gosh, five inch brace height, three hundred fifty foot a second, just. Yeah, just aluminum and raw, rattle your right. feelings loose, power, but Hang, it was fast. Buckle up. Yeah. So the landscape at the time, as I remember in the archery world, was there there, there were fast bows. Um, 
And gosh, if I were to try to guess IBOs, 30s, 40s, 330, 340 foot a second. So 350 bow uh, was pretty significant at the time. And then also landscape in terms of technology, most of those speeds were coming from dual cam. So widely accepted, right? So it wasn't like, you know, if you try to go that route today, probably not going to work. But um, and then the single cam, you know, it also that mighty might they had two versions of it, if I remember correctly, a seven and a seven and a half and eight and a half inch brace height, um, same riser, two different length, length limbs, still very fast in their own right, but but small you know, uh, short axle axle bows and both pretty quick, uh, you know, for, for a single cam and then obviously in the black Knight. So yeah, that was kind of the landscape at the time. And so speed, that was it, man. Mm -hmm. It came bursting onto the scene and got everybody's attention. Certainly got mine, you know, mm -hmm. shorter draw length, um, you know, <laughs> and, and, and all, but, uh, Go on. yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it was. Uh, they, they came in and, and really were, didn't take much hustling to say, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. we're looking for dealers. Want to, want to start off here. Mm -hmm. And Jamie and I, you know, do you remember who, who you sold the first one to? Wow. I do not. That's they, a great, they, but they, you know what? I bet you Jamie Coleman does. Well, Jamie definitely yeah. would know. Yeah. So for sure. that's an excellent question. After all these years, if you're out there and you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might. Yeah. What serial number. Yeah. What yeah. was the buy-in for dealers? Did they just take one. Sell <laughs> well, one. That's also a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful question. Yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely, you know, at that point, I don't, I don't remember the minimums. I do remember when we were, uh, I, I went to, I went to work for Bowtech. Um, gosh, it was in February of 2000, March of 2000. And so the first ATA show that they had, I also went to, I was a dealer um, and we went there. So I remember the numbers that, that we would have for dealers at that time. And, uh, I always remember that first ATA show. Just a, just a thought just came went fleeting through my head, which is rare. But um, anyway, Matt McPherson walking up to our intimidating booth of twenty <laughs> by ten uh, P P PVC pipe backdrop, which we got at a local. It was in Indianapolis. We got at a local. Uh, gosh, I don't. It could have been an Ace Hardware, right? You so know. just I know most people will know this, but. If you don't, Matt McPherson is the owner, creative creator of Matthews. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, I remember he stand there kind of hands on his hip in front of our booth looking at us. And I'm like, I didn't know who he was, you know, at the time, but, uh, yeah, it was exciting to be there, but there was also a part of me that was like, wow, we got a 20 by 10 booth here. And I'm looking at some of these other players at PSE with their semi, yeah. you know, and all, all these things. And here we were, we went to the local hardware store and bought sections of PVC. And I, I, I vividly remember the, the purple bonding material to go from a 90 degree elbow to one of the straight things. And we strategically hung t-shirts and hangers to cover up that purple, purple stuff. Yeah. There. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. So I, I don't, I don't remember whatever question you asked me yeah. prior to me going into that. No, thing, so. no, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that is pretty cool. Cause I mean, most people, you know, they see Bowtech now and you know, you assume that they started with greatness and, you know, had piles of money and piles of bows and piles of dealers. But as we sit here, it started with you for the most part, right? You, mm. Kevin, John, yep. Jamie. Yep. That's really neat. So I think that probably there's a future episode. Um, probably we can do around the black night. Um, real quickly. I remember when I went to bo work for Bowtech in 2005, 2006, I had, you know, it was a total spec guy, right? And I had never shot a Bowtech before. 
but I remember looking at the catalog and I'm like, whoa, this black Knight's 350 feet per second. Like I got to shoot this. And I remember, um, kind of getting the tour right before I was hired and went out into the pro shop, went out into the range and I shot an allegiance or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, it's really nice. And I'm like, I got to shoot this black Knight. So whoever was giving me the tour got me the bow and didn't say anything to me. And listen, I mean, I've shot bows a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I remember pulling it back and, you know, loose, loose grip, pulled the trigger on my release. And that bow flew 10 feet (laughs) down the range out of my hand. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. (laughs) It's like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) I am so sorry. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. That's, Nobody buys these. So it was incredible. I mean, like it was, it, it, it was, uh, at that point kind of a relic, Yeah. but it was still cool to, you know, I don't know, shoot, kind of shoot the bow that launched the whole thing. So, um, John, when did you start? You were there. I actually came in at the tail end of 2007. Okay. Gotcha. So So 2008 officially. Nice. So. Pretty, I'm, I believe you got your hair buzzed pretty quick after. I think you lost a sales bet pretty quickly. Yeah, first day on the job, actually. <laughs> yeah, funny you say that. I, I was on that team. Um, I had my I team. That's when I I realized, uh, with the help of my wife, that I do not have a very good looking head. Uh-huh. I'm very flat in the back. Uh, yeah. Mostly for my mama smacking my head on the. You know, t- <laughs> no, I'm just messing. But yeah, I, I was I was part of that. I lost that bet with you, John. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, well, we're not going to bore everybody with, with some of these inside details, but I thought that was really neat to kind of go back and just give you guys a refresher on, on kind of how Bowtech started. It was in Eugene, Oregon, still is obviously things have changed quite a bit, but what we want to talk about is 2007. So I was thinking about 2007. That's a long time ago. I looked up a couple things. So 2007, what were we doing? Number one movie. Anybody want to guess? Ah, I think I gave you the notes. Hmm. I did give you the You notes. did not give me the I notes. I didn't give you the notes. Number one, number one movie in 2007. Hmm. Oh, let's see here. Was it one of the speeds? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Was it speed one, two, or three? Or? No, but you have the first two letters right. Oh, oh. yes. Yes. Sp- 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 I'm, a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh, wait. That didn't work out either. Uh, no. Spider-Man 3. Oh, okay. Spider-Man 3 was the number one movie in theaters, bringing in 337 mil. No big deal. Wow. By far the worst. Was, was that when you got the tattoo? No. Was I, that in 2007 when you got the Spider-Man tattoo? No, I already had it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in 99, graduation day. Oh. Yeah. Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Uh, parents were very excited because oh. it was unbeknownst to them. <clears throat> oh, Peter. <laughs> so yeah so what else was going on in 2007 so number one movie was spider-man top song irreplaceable by beyonce still still on your workout track right number three on the workout track yeah (laughs) i work out to three songs and three songs only that's one of them lady humps by black eyed peas is that leg day or uh... um yeah (laughs) it's definitely not cardio day that's for sure Skip those. So this was kind of cool too. So because it's such a part of our life now, 2007, we got the first iPhone. Think about that. 599 bucks got you eight gigs of storage. So now I think, uh, I think you can get about what? 128, 264, 500. I mean, yeah. How much you want to pay for really? (laughs) A lot more gigs. Yeah. Different time, different time. Hmm. 
So let's, uh, let's just talk about real quick, the kind of the landscape of archery in 2006, kind of going into 2007. I, I looked up, um, some of the bows that came out in 2006, obviously Matthews had a, you know, still does has a, you know, kind of a grip on things and, you know, people are always interested in, but, but back then it was, it's, it's, it's evened out much more now, but back then it was, it was tough. I mean, we, heck we, we worked, we were in it, right. We were selling against Matthews for the most part. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it didn't seem to matter what came out. It was just, they sold a ton of bows and it was no different. So 2007, we got, let's so 2006 Matthews came out with the switchback XD. Remember that bow? I do. I remember the commercials too. What was it? The little, you know, highlighted <laughs> light going up up the mountain. Remember, kind of oh. like switchback trail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it because it first was this switchback yeah. before it's, that. Right? It's important. People can't see my finger, but I'm doing the switchback. <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, get, get that in there. So. <laughs> it's important. We'll put some graphics up uh, on yeah. uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, but they had some. That was there were some good technologies in in those bows, right? <laughs> Was, did they have the harmonic dampening mm -hmm. technology in those? There, there was a great bow. I mean, the, the at first was the switchback, I think, the year before that. And then came the switchback XT, which was, you know, as we found out, that's usually what was the case. It was a new bow and then a shorter bow the next year. But it was basically the same thing. But, yeah, I mean, the XT was a, was a really nice bow. It was a single cam. It had a lot. I mean, their bows were super quiet. And, you know, they sold a ton of them. The other bow that came out that year that I remember pretty st distinctly was the Hoyt Tricon. And mm. I believe, now I looked this up, John kind of fought me on this a little bit, but from what I read and from what I can remember, that was the first of their tech risers, wasn't it? I can't answer that 100%. I'm, man, I don't know. I did some research today as well. Oh, and if you Google that, that, that question, mm -hmm. you'd think you'd come up with a clear answer no you would not <laughs> and maybe it's my prior search history that kind of muddies the waters yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. no but you, you uh, need to clean that out by the way but yes yes i will but um my brother jeff had a pro tech and i think that had a tech riser on it and i believe that was like circa 2004 hmm. but whatever this is great if anybody feel free to comment there, if yes. uh correct we'd, us please we'd love to hear your uh if anybody wants to challenge us on that, but right, right around there. Anyway, the Tricon was, was Hoyt's and, and really at the time, I mean, Hoyt and Matthews were, were it, you know, Bowtech was up and coming for sure. Definitely made a, a, a name. Allegiance was a great bow. Tribute was awesome. Um, PSE was kind of still slumping a little bit. I think at the time they were, they were kind of digging out of, Hey, listen, we're not, we're not affiliated with anybody, so we can say whatever we want now. Um, oh, well, let me unzip my coat. Yeah. Just, let, uh, just let her rip. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> You can imagine people that are listening. I mean, we work for Bowtech for quite a few years, so you know we were always try to be nice about everything. But none of us work there anymore. So, um, but no, I mean, at the time, PSE was kind of digging out of a hole a little bit because, from what I remember, they had some managerial changes. I think Pete stepped away. Pete Shepley, the mm -hmm. the the beginner, the beginner, the beginner, the uh, founder of mm -hmm. PSE, and I think. You know, they made some changes and went into some box stores that didn't go over well with dealers. So they were they were kind of climbing out. But so really at the time, you had Matthews and you had Hoyt. I mean, they were they were it. And like I said, Bowtech was was definitely on the up up and up swing. But those two bows were really great bows in two thousand six. So, you know, leading up to that, we still and you guys chime in here. I mean, but it was you still had two cam bows, right? I mean, it was 
dual dual cam, not not two cam, but dual cam bows. Um, cam and a half was coming around, right? That that was. Yep. I know the Tricon was a was a cam and a half. Yep. Yeah. The so kind of a, a little bit of a lead into the cam technology. If I'm not mistaken, 05 binary came out of the onto the scene. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, you know this this technology we're talking about today in that 07 commander, you know, there was, there's actually, when I look at the bow, it kind of jars a bunch of memories, but um, the, the, there was cam change, limb configuration change, quite a bit of, quite a bit of change in that. But the landscape that you described with the other folks are, are uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. The, the one thing that they had going for them was they had history and they knew like they had no issues with limbs. They had, they, they just knew what they were doing because they had been doing it for so long. So their incremental changes were, and I'm I'm kind of leading you into this, Hernandez, because you you while you were a salesman, you, you spent a lot of time in R and D, right? I did, yeah. So you know, uh, there's a, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, all of us all of us know him, Craig Yaley. Uh, so Craig Yaley, uh, he actually, you know, gosh, if I remember correctly, he was in the and he worked in the the machining world at at that point and um, had this idea. Uh, came to, you know, John Strassheim, I remember, I'm just giving a little bit of kind of a preface to this 07 technology hitting, because there was a couple years in the in the works that that I really believe kind of set set the tone for where the industry is uh, today, in a, in a lot of ways, in terms of cam technologies, and, you know, several others that we'll get into. But um, Craig had this uh, binary uh, cam technology and, and brought it in years before uh, to Bowtech and to, hey, got this idea, we looked at it, it was like, I remember John giving me the bow and, and I looked at it and I went, wow, you know, looking at the way the cables were routed and stuff. And I was like, why hasn't, this is so simple, but why hasn't anybody done this? And then next question, it was like, does it shoot? And I vividly remember taking that prototype bow that he had going into the pro shop and going through, you know, as a lot of pro shops do, they have that bin of arrows, right? <laughs> Flex first. Um, but uh, I, I remember just different lengths and just shooting these at, at 20 yards. And it just, they, it just seemed to eat all those arrows, you know, relatively well in, in group. And I'm like, wow. And so the premise, you know, as Craig described, you got these two cams that are completely slaved together, um, you know, and, and having talked about the Black Knight and the dual cam as fast as they were, Gosh, all you had to do is heal the bow, and you 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 could get it to shoot different yeah. vertically. You know, uh, <laughs> you know so if you really good intentionally, kind of give you a if you're listening and you you know, so traditional dual cam bows, you and and cam and a half bows, you know, for the most part, were really hard to time. Right, you were always fighting timing, and what that means is it just means that the cams aren't completely in sync. So when you draw the bow back, they don't actually turn over exactly at the same moment. So you're always tweaking with cables, always, yes. always, always, always. And it seemed like as soon as you got it, you probably had to, you know, got it where you needed it. You had a season, and then you had to replace a string or something, and then you started all over again. Or you wanted to change your arrows, and that was the other thing that those bows, whether it was a cam and a half or a dual cam, were very particular to the spine of arrow that it could shoot and so what you're saying is that yes. the cool thing with the binary cams is that you could shoot it seemed like at least at first blush that you could shoot a wide array arrangement of spines and you could still get those arrows to shoot correct so you know from a 
fundamental tuning perspective, your left and rights, you know, certainly spine issues that so happen. To John, most... this is where we can step away for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just let I, I, I uh, rehearsed it. So I got, I got it down <laughs> no, to 16, five, but, uh, the, um, left and rights, you know, could be done in arrest and bushings and whatnot. But the, the real issue with most dual cams on the market at that point were, uh, highs and lows because it's the, you know, you, if you drew, uh, an old school dual, dual cam and you moved your loop or knock point down quarter inch, you're pulling that bottom cam a little, you know, closer to that bottom cam. So they, they would rotate differently. These binary cam systems slave together. Um, you know, one string, two cables is what all these, these cams had, uh, bus cable, which is a split Y on one end, which attaches to the outside of the limbs and then attaches to the opposite cam via single post. As you pull that, it's literally pulling the limbs like diving boards, right? And so these binary cams were, there was no limb attachment. They were, you know, there was what, you know, a take up, if you will, as you draw the bow, it winds around a module and then the other end had to let out. And so there was, you know, these things were slaved together. So really the to your to the, the the reason these arrows were all grouping good is because that vertical um you know knock travel if you will it just they're slaved together i remember us you know you guys probably remember mm-hmm. this too or like you grab the bow and we go hey look at this yeah. you know we'd fist the bow like like you know two inches below and draw that thing back and both cams would move yeah. the same and let up the same and so a lot of forgiveness was introduced uh to this to the speed market so mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of what we saw hey yeah, this thing, we need to move with this. And so mm-hmm. progress. I, I think the first binary, you guys might have to help me out on this. Was Defender. It? Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Just came up. Just yeah. popped mm-hmm. right in there. Yeah, that just happened. No studying whatsoever. Wow. I didn't get sharp. Sharp yeah. as tack. So yeah. You had your, uh, yeah, Defender. Yep. Um, I was going oh, Allegiance. Well, that was also in the that line. Was I, I think those same two year? came in the yeah. same year. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Was, was, that, was that a shorty and a longie? Yeah, Tribute was after Allegiance. 2006, so. yeah. yeah. So... That yes, cam technology, and I think you know. Again, I mean, this is the cool thing about. I, I think the layout of this podcast is, in my, I mean, we could do a whole episode just on the binary cam, which honestly really did change the landscape. I mean, most bows today have some version of a binary cam on it. Yep, now, correct. Yep. So, um, we'll definitely dive deeper into that um, <clears throat> on another episode. So the. The bows, otherwise, you know, you have cams. So the, the thing with the Guardian, which was, you know, we're going to get to here in just a minute, but the riser geometry of most bows up to this point, 2007, up to 2007, they, you know, different cutouts, right? Different dampeners were added here and there, but the fundamental shape of a riser was relatively the same, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was most hunting bows had reflex of some varying degree which means you know that the riser kind of comes back towards you the shooter the grip is behind the front of the the attachment point where the limbs attach if it was a target bow right it was either pretty straight for accuracy or deflexed which Mm -hmm. means your grip was out in front of the limbs right out in front of the limb attachment so that brings us to 2007 so before we launch this this bow there was there was a couple leaks from mm-hmm. what I remember. And I need to I need you guys, because you were there. I need you to help me remember this. But you we, we were talking about him before we went on air. Gene Shans, yes. marketing director, first marketing director for Bowtech, great guy. Um, big pickleball player now. 
Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that a true fact? That is. Okay. He, well. he contacted us last year about doing some t-shirts. For him, so. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Gene, if you ever listen to this pickleball, right. Let's, let's uh, give me a lesson. No, oh, he'd work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, um, so the landscape of archery, you know, it, it's changed a little bit now as far as the launch of new products, but for the most part back then, 2000 to 2010 ish, most bows came out in the fall. Right. I mean, before that it was at the ATA show, right? Mm-hmm. The archery trade show in January, but they, like everything, everything kind of got moved up to capture more share sales share. Right. Um, from what I remember, there was an advertisement in now here's John and I were talking about this earlier and I can't remember. And he can't quite remember if the, if it was in PBR magazine, professional bull riders, or if it was like a PBR ad in Peterson's bow hunting or something. Do you remember? I believe it was PBR. Mm -hmm. And what sticks is I always, you know, rodeo and and archery there there was apparently a massive crossover between we <laughs> had questions about that yeah mutton busting yeah mutton busters thirty thousand dollars to sponsor that mutton busting thing wow well you know those kids are gonna grow up and yeah they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna remember that yeah they're gonna shoot bows yeah and guess what bow they're gonna shoot probably a matthews <laughs> at the time that's when i learned what a mutton was i yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd never heard that before to that point but yeah so anyway, so it uh, usually this 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 bow, I don't remember exactly when Bowtech was gonna launch the Guardian, but it was in the fall sometime, right? November, October, November, something like that. And I remember this PBR advertisement came out way before that. And again, from what I remember, there wasn't a whole lot of information about the bow. It was more of a like a professional bull rider's ad, and it just happened <laughs> to have the bow in it, like introducing the Bowtech Guardian. Didn't really say anything about specs. I, I can't remember if it did, but I just remember there was a kind of a okay picture of the bow. And people were like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> dealers? Remember dealers? Yes, yeah, I do. Is this a joke? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's uh, when you look at it, it's kind of skeletonized, um, you know, for sure. But I, I do remember that, um, mm-hmm. that, that PBR thing. And internally, I think we were... You know, I remember, I, I won't speak for you guys, but I remember my view because, yeah, full transparency, I, I just, I didn't get that crossover between professional bull riders and, no. right? And, and you know, so, but that's, you know, it's your standard, you know, sales doesn't agree with marketing and blah, blah, blah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of blah. But um, so when it came out, I, I, I was like, first of all, I remember going, it would have been cool if it was leaked, you know, in, in a magazine that had to do with archery. You know, but uh, it wasn't. So, no, I, I do remember that picture. Um, and I don't think it stayed up long. I mean, it wasn't today's technology, right? Where you could just, you know, so I don't, you know, they couldn't recall magazines or whatnot, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember, and I, granted, I don't look too much anymore, but Archery Talk was. Yeah. Because this, all. again, remember, so this is 2007. So Facebook was just getting started, but like there was no groups, Facebook groups. Obviously, there's no Instagram. There's no Twitter none of this stuff, Snapchat, TikTok, none of that existed at all. So when people wanted to chat about, you know, all the best bow equipment and all that, where'd they go, John? Archery Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. some other online forum. Mm-hmm. Hunting.net, I think was another one. Yeah. There's a few of them rolling around that, that kind of fizzled out, but. Mm-hmm. But AT but, was where all the 
self-proclaimed. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big one. You know, looking at that, though, and I'm sure, you know, like I came in right after that boat was launched. But I remember coming into, you know, a sales position there. And there was still buzz a year later around that bow. And you're like, oh, that was the best-selling bow. You know, we booked so many, <laughs> so many orders. And, you know, people, even dealers were raving about it. I mean, up until... There, I still had dealers saying, you should bring that bow back, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up until, you know, 2018. So, you, so you came on after. the Yeah, the year but, after. Do you remember seeing that picture in your PBR subscription? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the name of the magazine's eight seconds, John. <laughs> Which John was a little confused about the yeah. meaning. <laughs> so... Describe that bow, Jake, for those of you. It's yes, not, yes, let's it's, talk about it's it. It's not your typical bow. It does not no. look like really no. anything that is even out there on today's market. No, no. And, you know, John, so we have a bow, and we'll put it up um, online. We'll put it on our uh, all of our social pages so you can take a look at what we're looking at if you're not familiar with the Guardian. So, um, you know, maybe a lot of people that have don't know what we're talking about, so we'll put a picture of it. But you walk through the door, because we actually have one, and uh, it is still bizarre looking. yeah it is it is now i'm a, i'm the type of person i like different things like even if they're not maybe aesthetically quite perfect <laughs> if they look different i'm like i'm into that and this bow is the riser is completely different than anything that came before it and honestly pretty much anything that's come after it you know they've morphed the center pivot design to where kind of covered it up right yeah you just said center pivot Yep. That is a new technology that I believe was launched on this bow, right? 100%. Hernandez? Yep. Okay. So, you know, obviously limbs, you know, I don't know if I'm looking at that limb right now. It's 14 inches. Craig Gailey's probably going to listen to this and go, John, you missed it. Um, but when you, when you look at most, you know, bows, the limbs in, in that day, everything was attached to, you know, the pocket limb bolt goes through the ends where you adjust your weight. And there's a little pocket two, three inches long. Yeah. Little or or big pocket. Yeah. Like they were kind of exactly. Yeah. Beefy. Um, and as Jake, you described reflex and deflex, it it really is where, where the limb would pivot at the edge of that pocket. And that's where you'd, you know, you draw a straight line from that to the bottom and then where the grip was oriented and that's how you got that. So this looks completely different. Like literally if it's, you know, if, if it's 14 inches, this is bugged me, John, you got to, you got your measuring tape on your handy. But anyway, um, the, the, there is a, 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 a limb bolt in the front via this, this tie rod, um, that that's got this axle holes where the limbs slide on. And then there's a center bracket that is, well, center of the limbs. Um, and so, you know, the the way this started, I actually had to jar my memory a little bit because I remember looking at this and going, gosh, I wonder if this is going to stick beyond this year. You know, it felt like we're excited, but yet it was like that. <laughs> this could go the other way, you know. What what you got for measurement? 12. 12 inches, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have my readers on. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> but if you're real quiet, you can hear what this bow sounds like. Yeah, so it's right quiet. There. So yeah, it's really quiet. So, but... Uh, <laughs> The, the, so the, these, these center pivot, uh, arm sits there at, you know, that six inch mark and, um, kind of a brief, how this came to be and why would you do that? We weren't just arbitrarily, 
trying stuff. In fact, uh, Craig reminded me that um, back then Bowtech was in the crossbow world as well with the brand Striker. And um, certainly, you know, the leveraging that you get on a crossbow to get speeds and all that kind of stuff is is different because you're using some mechanical device to, to, you know, rather than human strength to drop back. Therefore, you could get away with heavier limbs. And so that particular Striker model that year was a couple hundred pound limbs, if I remember right. Well, oh, it was a beast. Yeah, it was. But what was happening in prototyping on that striker was the standard limb pocket on that where, where it mounted up. As you're bending these thick, massive limbs, they were, there was some um, splintering going on at that point. And so start trying to mitigate that splintering, you know, started all kinds of coatings and this, that, and the other, and didn't work. So Craig moved that that pocket the support out a little further on that striker crossbow um got it to work and that company is widely successful today no it's not but anyway um <laughs> from that problem on the speaking crossbows, of yeah uh that's not a that's, that doesn't fall into the category of wanting to reshoot it right? no that's no. the thing yeah. well absolutely it does <laughs> These pro- it's not that the products have to be great they have yeah. to be memorable and yeah. it definitely was there's yeah. a lot of uh four-fingered people <laughs> thumbless Thumb. nation but um yeah i'm not a crossbow guy i shouldn't make digs but um w- w- when craig was doing that with the crossbow he he in his own words he was parallel uh, you know there's this parallel thought going on in his head what if you did this to you know a a compound and so that's where this began and so in you know as john described when you look at this this guardian it looks completely different but there's a lot of you know as you look at it profile we're casting our eyes over here on 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 jake's awesome couch with with this uh with this bow um yeah it looks like a bow yes in many ways but there's a lot of different things on there so number one um as craig began to move that to a center point the, one of the ways that kind of we we talked about in, in sales a lot to give give guys a visual of, of what why it works the way that it does is mm. you know everybody's seen those <laughs> 12 inch steel rulers right and so if you put this 12 inch steel ruler and just bury you know uh bury oh we've all know, done it in grade school right yeah, yeah. so you just, your desk yeah push the end down like a diving board bom, 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 and then have a friend grab it at the six inch mark you know with one inch on the table and do it and it just stops Right. So, you know, hand shock, vibration, everything's mitigated. I used to like to think about the old diving board thing, right? You push that little roller out further and it changes the frequency of the diving board. That That's literally what it did. Um, but there's also some things in here as I look at this technology that are still sticking today, so to speak. So if you look at the limbs, there's actually uh, dual tapers. So there's a mm. belly, you know. Because that hadn't been done before? Nope. And again, this is, this is kind of cool. I'm, you know, almost six years removed from Bowtech, but I, you know, all of us had a lot of, you know, a lot of fun and a good part in doing some of that stuff. And, but you look at, you know, a lot of the major bow manufacturers today, double tapered limbs, um, not quite center pivot anymore, but it's completely changed the makeup of, of how these bows are. So uh, if you're, if you're listening, basically the, the, the belly of the limb is thicker and it tapers at both ends now where traditionally it was thicker up at the pocket and it just slowly tapered yep. to the end. Yep. Yeah. There's this, so there's two working sections in, in essence. So as you draw the bow, you kind of almost get an arc from tip to tip. Whereas you draw a conventional single taper limb, it's, you know, bends out more towards the end. So, yeah. So, there, you know, that was by necessity. Also, we didn't, you know, in the beginning, he didn't think that you needed to, to do that. Just make a conventional limb, if I remember correctly. But, um, 
but yeah, it's uh, so then you look at the cam, um, it's what's called a center track cam system. And again, look at the landscape today. This is Guardian, first time center track hit the, the market. So, what is center track? So, everybody knows that for the most part, if you look at one of your bows sitting in front of you right now, you got a string track. So, string as you draw the bow gets let off and the cam rotates. And it's got a on one end take up cable and on the other end let out cable. Typically, what happens is the string track would be uh, on one side or close to one limb fork. And then you would have a module track on a binary system. Um, even the, you know, the hybrids, the, the Hoyt uh, cam and half systems would have that. And then they'd have a mod track, string track, mod track, and a let out track sandwiched together. The center track has the string track right in the middle. On one side, it's got the module. On the other side, it's got the let out. So as you draw the bow back, you're really kind of diffusing the loads. Whereas on these you know, standard cam systems back then, especially dual cams, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember one of the things that people had a gripe about with the original binary was cam lean. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening, even if you don't experience it now, you can thank this technology because if you have an older bow, probably pre-2007, which a lot of us still do, you pull the bow back and you, what do you see? If you look up at your cam, look down at the bottom, those Leanage. cams are leaning big yep. time. Yep. So yeah, there's a, uh, you know, that technology, the center pivot technology, dual tapered limb that, you know, what do you, what do you remember? Hey, well, for both of you guys, I know you came in late, but we obviously were still producing these type of bows. Bowtech was what were dealers saying when they got it? You know, the, I think the, for me, I always kind of would think, you know, when you, your, your first impression is visual, right? Because you, you see before you grab most of the time. And um, it just looked different. I remember that PBR thing. And I remember guys going, oh, that had to be a joke. Because it didn't really, it's, it's a bow, but it's nothing like that. So you guys It are looks just... like something, <laughs> like a sci-fi Hollywood film would put out. Like yeah. this, is, this is the alien version of a bow and arrow that Predator is using now, you know? Yeah. I think there was a similar weapon in Star Trek, right? What were the, the, the uh, not the Vulcans, but the, the other days they had those. John, you. I don't know. I'm not a Trekkie. No, I'm not either. <sighs> Sorry, man. Wow. Sorry. Failed miserably on that one. But um, so yeah, it, it, it looked different. So, you know, you see, you grab, but honestly at the shot and, and I hadn't, I hadn't held a guardian in years uh, up until a couple days ago. Um, and had one for long, my, my original guardian, um, I gave it to, you know, a family member. And so I, I borrowed this one from one of our buddies that still works at Bowtech. And I was like, wow, a lot of memories, you know? And, <laughs> but, uh, then I shoot it and it took me back to that first day that I remember shooting a prototype with Craig up in the R and D room at Bowtech. And it was like, this is still pretty pretty doggone good yeah you know i mean it just it's quiet um so that was you know once you got past the visual of the bow i mean this thing was quiet and it just didn't do anything i mean it, it had very little movement at, yeah. the, at the shot and respectable speeds for the time you know i mean 328 i'm just top ahead yeah bow so may have one of the best personalities of all time of any bow that's come to the market. You know, at, at, you know, at first glance, it's like, eh, 
I don't know about this. I don't know. I might shoot it. I might take it for a test drive. But <laughs> we'll then see. you actually go out with the bow. Yeah. And man, this bow yeah. is checking all the boxes. She it's lights it up. Smart. It's yeah. caring. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she talks to your mother with respect. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. It's is just that, is that one of those things where she, she's she's got a real sweet heart. Very nice. Yeah. It's uh. You guys remember the Seinfeld episode with the good light, bad light? Where Jerry's dating this girl, and in certain lights, she looks yeah. she looks <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but then in other lights, she's beautiful, and he cannot figure it out. You think yeah. that's what we got going on? Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember the picture in the PBR, like the angle was, it was one of those three-quarter angles. It wasn't completely yeah. sideways, so you're like, it it, did, it didn't do it justice. No. It, was, it was not its best, best look. No. And, you know, as I look at it, still pretty doggone odd today. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You know, I mean, it is bizarre. Yeah. I, I do remember, uh, having shot that prototype and, and having looked at this and, and I had the benefit of kind of seeing the progression uh, of, you know, how the, the center bracket, uh, it was attached, you know, to this. And, and this progression was Craig had this, this bracket with several different holes where he could move it, you know, the center bracket, uh, it, it, in production rests in the center, but he started off like two inches, three inches, hmm. four inches. And in fact, the original prototype, it was the front uh, where the, where the uh, limb bolt is at right now, that actually moved, mm-hmm. you know, up and down. Because on the final hmm. production piece that we have here, that center pivot arm actually does move a little bit too, right? Because yeah. I mean, we have how many... How many pins are in that thing? Oh yeah, One. there's there's three axles, three uh, axles in that, and then and that doesn't include the axles that are in, in what we call the tie rod, where the limb limb weight adjustment is is done there. But um, but yeah, I mean there was all kinds of weird things that with about this bow. Like for an example, back it the limb bolt out one full revolution, and I remember it's like one pound, yeah, if that, yeah, yeah. And so then you know, which historically with traditional style bows, what'd you get three pounds yeah. almost per turn? Yep. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I, I really believe that, uh, you know, Bowtech had a lot to do with is, is really picking tight limb deflections. Because you guys probably remember back in the 90s, you'd buy a bow and be like, I oh, order it 70 pounds. Thing would go 85. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you had all this this, this limb bolt. Well, in this particular bow, a lot of guys, that you know, everybody ordered 70 pound bows. If you backed it out five turns to get to 65, you had a lot of thread showing. So it, oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. added to the oddness of, of the look. But uh but yeah, um, I, I do remember looking at this. This this kind of had that new baby look. None of them are really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? cute. Yeah. So, but then when you held the baby and he didn't shoot the baby, but in this case, the baby's the bow for clarity. But um, I remember shooting that bow up there and it had that, you're quiet and you turn. And, you, and I remember looking at Craig and I was like, wow. So then the goal was just get him to shoot it. Right. Cause you, you'd look odd. You'd, you'd hold it. Yeah. It's about four pounds. You know, the time it, you know, what is it? What, what, what yeah, is I got the... the specs right here. So, uh, via Botex, um, spec page 320 to 328 feet per second. This is still back in the, eh, we'll give it a range. Yeah. yeah. We'll give it a range. That's a whole yeah. topic in its own. 315 to yeah. 345 <laughs> plus or minus 12 feet. <laughs> <laughs> so 320 to 328. Um, Three thirty-three and three quarters inch axle axle. And when you walk through the door with that thing, I'm like that. I'm like that's a giant bow. Yeah, that is a huge bow. Which <laughs> it doesn't. It's not really, but it sh- yeah. looks like it. And I don't know why exactly, but it. 
I, I get, I don't know. It just, again, it just kind of adds to its mystique, but, um, <clears throat> 4.2 pounds was advertised, which probably smidge heavier than that. Here's the big one. 799 bucks. Wow. Good night. That's a steal. That's cheap. <laughs> that is a steal. You could probably still get that for that now, <clears throat> nowadays. Yeah. Hmm, so by comparison, when I, back. yeah. So <laughs> the allegiance, uh, I think like, 2005, 2006 Allegiance was 599. Any new flagship bow today, John, cost what? Or over a thousand bucks. Oh, way over. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 1500 plus. Mm -hmm. So you had all this new technology. And that's the other thing, you know, John uh, Hernandez, you you bring up a a point, a point that, <clears throat> and from working there. Can for, I just pause you? Cause I almost mm -hmm. thought you were going to say you bring up a good point and it seemed like you just held the good. Back. Yeah. You it was brought up a point. You, but, words okay. came out of your mouth. They're yeah. factual. Um, but you know, we all worked there. I, I think one thing Bowtech had an issue with for a while was they had all these great minds, you know, some sitting at this table here. And bodies. And bodies. <laughs> yes. Three sitting at this table. Oh, that's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> oh, hey, look, the uh, breakfast wagon's here, guys. Uh, get my third breakfast for the morning. Yeah. Um, but it it had all these great engineering minds, and it always seemed like Bowtech was shoving all this technology into a bow. Like, well, we, we could do this, and you know, we could do that. When in reality, like like you said, like there was so much going on. If it if it was still a, a standard dual cam bow, and it just had that funky riser, it still would have been like, whoa, that's crazy. But you had brand new dual track cams or center track cams, a completely radical looking riser, new grip. I think that year, oh, it was close to a new grip, um, but. Then, like you said, you had this situation where, oh, by the way, if you want to change your stringing cable or at least take your stringing cable off, you could back the limb bolts yep. all the way out, which looked weird mm -hmm. and was scary. And then you could take your string cable off, right? That's I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually where I first started was back in warranty with Doggett. Oh, yeah. Working on those. Mm -hmm. Wow. Backing them all the way out. I kind of want to buy one. I mean... A lot of nostalgia yeah, there. Very much. So. You know, it's interesting. As you look at this bow, arguably, I'd like to get your guys' opinion. Look at this Guardian sitting here in front of us. The one thing that really is similar to a lot of bows in that time is the, the cable rod mm -hmm. and the cable slide. It's a standard. Yeah. Yep. Slide going up. And, but everything else is like the rise are definitely different. Um, but yeah, very interesting. But yeah, I do remember that wow factor of shooting the bow and then... You know, after all the mishaps with the early leak and people going, oh, yeah, you guys are probably just kidding. And then we're like, oh, trying to get a read on what do they mean by that? Because I'm mm -hmm. glad you weren't coming out with something like that, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, once we got them to to shoot them, it, it did have yeah. for that day and time, as I as I remember, kind of that wow factor. Uh, and as you know, certainly they're, you know, Matthews being one of them, they've always been phenomenal with hand shock noise vibration. But as it pertained to Bowtech, you know, coming off some, you know, coattails of black knight type stuff but then the allegiance um certainly the tribute was was a better version parallel limbs that, but this this did have that like not a lot is going on at the shot it was like you know you said it that whether the person bought it or not like i, I believe and we talked to a lot of dealers back then but i mean you had to shoot it you had to at least say okay like i see what this is all about mm -hmm. i gotta hold it i gotta pull it back and like you said it was Pretty impressive when you 
when you cut one loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, then you can't forget the, the in velvet, that soft oh, touch. Feel oh, that riser. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, it felt good. Yeah. Was that that year or well, right? it's on that bow there. So yeah, yeah I, I, I do believe until it starts to peel yeah. off. Yeah. 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 Now what you want to do is you want to keep the deet away from any yeah. in velvet riser. Keep it at room temperature, shoot with gloves, um, <laughs> and you'll be okay. Do you eat a lot of garlic, sir? <laughs> this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> well, let me get you over to warranty. Uh, <laughs> I think pressing the bow was a bit of an issue too, because I, yes. I remember you, you know, up until this point. Um, so what do you have? Last chance archery, right? They made the uh, that was or was it. Apple. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. But that well, was old school press. rollers, right? I mean, you, you rolled. Extra. Yes. I just answered my own question. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Were you going to say Express? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's like 10 years later. Yeah. No. But yeah, Apple, Apple was the kind of the main thing. And you know, good, good point um, on, on that. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, bow technology and certainly bow tech being one of them uh, with limb geometry really changed a lot of other by necessity other other manufacturers you know bow pressing being one of them they're still they're still going through stuff now yeah yeah so as we kind of take a look and you know we've went through the bow and like i said we'll put some pictures up on on our social posts so you can see what we're looking at <clears throat> or just now if you google bowtech guardian they did recycle the name a couple of years ago mm. so there is a, a bow that they put out i think it might have been two years ago and it was kind of a patriotic thing but it was not this bow. They just use the name again. Yep. So just be be aware if you check this. We're we're talking about the 2007 version. Good point. So, um, but as so, how did you know? As we look at the landscape and and you know, that's the one thing with 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 any industry. But again, we kind of lived it. So, but you always want to be the one. You always want to be the innovator, right? I mean, and that's one thing Bowtech was really good at is love it or hate it work or not work. They were very innovative. So looking at all this stuff and you covered some of this stuff already, John. Um, but you know, what, what worked with this bow? What do we see? You know, you can still see signs of life of this bow throughout all the other manufacturers. Um, was it the center pivot? Did that thing? I mean, I remember starting to see pockets, uh, especially by Hoyt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember some of their pockets were starting to creep out yep. get closer to center yep no you know that that's exactly right so the the center um i don't think there's any bows to my knowledge currently that you know again as you measured that limb uh it was a long time ago was that 12 inches 12 inches yeah, yeah. so that was um i don't think i think there's limbs actually now that that's the average length but there's nothing that in terms of a bow pocket that makes contact you know in that six inch mark uh but but uh, you know, the dual tapers. Uh, absolutely. So that's something that stuck center track cam systems, uh, first, but you know, that module track being on one side of the string track and let out on the other that still exists today in various, in various forms. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Bowtech was the, was the first one, you know, to do that. Um, so as I, as I look at, you know, that type of, you know, threw it at the wall and it's still, still there. That's some of the, some of the stuff that's there, that cam technology, um, the limb technology and certainly wits and, 
you know, of limbs and other things have been refined, but in terms of game changing type stuff, I, I think this was a good call Jake on, on this bow because it may not have been perceived that way. Uh, you know, at the time, maybe, I don't know um, what, what the market's perception was, but it certainly, certainly was different. And there's yeah. most stuff has, uh, has, has stayed uh, short limbs, double tapers, some form of binary cam mm -hmm. technology. Yeah. Well, and you know, by today's state, you know, if you launched a bow like that today, you have so much more content available to explain how everything works. But back in 2007, to your point, you know, we're sitting in the sales office and we're sitting there trying to visually explain to these dealers because not everybody saw it. And we were selling these bows sight unseen because marketing never had literature out right until December, January, February. So, you know, you can imagine having something so bizarre and so unique and you're sitting there trying to tell somebody like there was no FaceTime, there was no zoom calls where you could like actually hold a bow and show somebody. Like you said, I, I don't know how many times we sat in those sales offices with those rulers and like, okay, take a ruler, put it on a table. All right. You holding it? Okay. Now whack it. <laughs> you yeah. know, see how, see how much vibration there is. Okay. Now move that to the center and now do it. Oh, see like that's only half. How many you want to buy? Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that sound coming from John's office all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Ruler, After hours. You know, on the table yeah. and yeah. you know, as he explained that. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. John, we need the ruler back. Yeah, buddy. But you know, it's it's interesting as I, as you look at today's bows. Um, you know, over the years, there 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 was I always kind of thought about bow specs. Um, you know, and what people were changing. You know, kind of like like pants and how they. You know, they've always you know, they've existed for a long time. Pants, right? Um, I wear pants right now. Yeah. I mean, I've got them on. Yeah. You know, you got straight leg, you got boot leg, you got, you know, mm. you know, short pants and chaps. Yeah. Wide calf. Exactly. And so <laughs> it's, it's kind of like these, these specs one year, both companies would go, Hey, you know, we got a short axle to axle that's in, you know, then long pants, long axle to axle. <laughs> that's, that's in. thin is know? in. Right. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you got your, so these specs, it was like the, the weight, the length and and the speed it's just like whatever that's what they would chase you know every year and now as i look at bows out there you know back then this bow was kind of heavyish and but it's it's sort of on the light side now if you look at the major manufacturers bowtech uh hoyt pse um outside of the the, the carbon bows you know um you look at, you know, and all the things that are being bolt on as somebody pulls it out of the box, vibration dampening stuff. But there's a lot of bows that they may have a four number for advertised, but the net weight is five. Um, and so that would be a light bow uh, for, for by today's standards. Um, limb length, it's just the same. Most people are running, you know, 10 to 12, you know, inch limbs uh, right now um, in some form of, you know, um, binary or two cam tied together bow so yeah i i think that that was one of the biggest hurdles for bowtech and and really some of the other manufacturers too that were kind of starting to you know pse came out with some some kind of some cool stuff after this you know but just the education was always a struggle yeah. 
you know, because we always had, um, you know, we, we would see Bowtech with these innovations. And, you know, I mean, we just took an hour to explain it, mm-hmm. you know, and it was hard. Yeah. I just don't think people, that's why I think as you see all of the, all of these technologies starting to get integrated into other bows, <clears throat> Bowtech as well. It's just the education. Like, like you said, not a lot has changed. I mean, it, it has, but more refinery than yeah. like major innovation. Like there's, I don't recall, and I mean, we have a pretty good pulse in the industry, but seeing anything even close to this in the last, you know, 15 years. No, no, I, I, I would describe it as uh, the last 15 years as refinement mm-hmm. over pretty good mm-hmm. base technologies and, and then everybody having their their version, you know, of that. And then certainly, you know, I wish I knew exactly what crossover was between people jumping from brand to brand every single year. I think by and large, you know, that that's happening, but by and large people, you know, that there's a community for brand, you know, X, Y, and, and Z. And so with that said, I haven't seen anything that made me, you know, being six years removed at, you know, not, not being, uh, directly affiliated with, with Bowtech as, you know, an employee, I'm still biased to some of the technologies based on the, the, the performance that it does, but everybody else is kind of doing it just sort of a, a different way. So, but you know, to your point, Jake, I haven't, you know, I watched everybody's launches this year and, you know, um, well, and again, the fact that we were in those wall inside those walls, it's easy for us to kind of look back and say, well, we didn't really know what we didn't know, which was a good thing because, you know, I mean, anything went Mm -hmm. like, let's go for it. Yeah. Which was really a cool environment to be in. Yeah. And I think helped the archery industry as a whole, like push, like you always have to have that something that's going to push, like, let's try it. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't always work out. I mean, there was other manufacturers, whether it was, bows or arrows or broadheads you know sometimes they don't work but maybe they spark something and you know they either get it right the next time or somebody else takes it and they're like okay that's a good idea yep yeah and i think problems are you know in crisis that you run into as it relates to bow designs are really awesome pay attention to them because that 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 tends to lead you know that crossbow issue i talk about with limbs that's what got craig's mind you know on this Mm -hmm. um and so similarly, I think that, uh, I don't know that there's any major problems out there. In fact, when you look at, t- you know, you guys talked about bow prices earlier today, you know, used to be, um, like I remember, you remember in Bowtech where the tech 29 was, mm-hmm. was one of the flagships, mm-hmm. 29 inch axle to axle. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. So that short axle to axle, those axle to axle, that's kind of what I meant. Like with, with pants, right. One year they're long as in short as in you know, that kind of deal. Well, today, most of the bow manufacturers have a 30. Uh, did Bowtech just launch like six bows or something? And you have a lot. Yeah. And so, and I'm sure Matthews has got like several, I know Hoyt's got several, but, but now what separates them is, is, you know, it's not just the axle axle. You got a 30, you got a 33, you got a 34, you got a 36. And all that really separates them is several hundred dollar bills between those different lakes. So, <laughs> I don't know, $150 an inch. I, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? You know, but it's, it's the same specs and they're, they're applying it to different people. And I, you know, so yeah, again, that goes back to 
there's not a ton that's changing, but there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And it, it, I think, you know, it started with, with a lot of this type of thing here. It's technology here on this guardian. Hmm. I'd shoot that. Yeah. I'd have no problem going out and hunting with that bow. Yeah. So who killed the first animal with the 2007 guardian? I was just thinking about this that. This seems memory. like a leading question. Just thinking about that memory. Why don't you answer it, John? <laughs> it seems like it was every other year that uh oh. you were hitting the woods and you yeah. had something rigged up yeah so. I, yeah it's uh yeah. well what was it it was a blacktail yeah i rem- yep yeah yeah i don't remember i wish i had pictures see back in 2007 so as i scrolled through my iphone I, <laughs> right you know my i i only get to 2010 and that was destroyer were you hunting with with uh, my brother when that one went down were you hunting with jeff no that wasn't flat tire day no that no, wasn't that was flat different. tire that was a little later yeah that was later that was the invasion invasion that was the first right. yeah that was the 2010 the invasion came out in 11 but yeah i shot the first yeah i was always a little jealous of hernie over here hernandez because every like you said every year no what you got in the boat case there john ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah. doing some testing yeah yeah that was uh that's a lot of fun. So cool. Do you guys got any other closing thoughts on this this bad boy? Did you like? Was this fun? Did you guys have fun doing this? Yeah, a I lot did. Of fun. It, I uh, did. I learned. I learned some things too yeah. that I, I I definitely forgot a lot. Um, so it's always good to listen and, and absorb the info. But uh, so did this uh, boat? Did this bow live up to to the hype, John? I I think you picked a good one for the. Well, I just meant in like in the time. Did it? Do you think people? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my opinion on that is, it, I don't know if we were the hype, right? Because we had to get people to shoot them, so we were like trying to hype it up. And we actually of, had to sell yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. And so it was. We were the. I I, I do remember you know, probably another talk, but I do remember being relieved that the next year it well, we kind of smoothed out the edges on on that center pivot, and yeah, so because uh, so the follow the sequel. Remember what the sequel was, John? The Hannah Rao. What's the that? Gen- the General. The Jenny. Yeah. Which okay. I, that's odd because I don't remember that year as being smooth at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't recall. That was, that was that not either. a fun year. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. I, so I here's I the deal. Let's make the bow. <laughs> let's make the bow slower. Start there. Okay. Check. <laughs> oh, that, that one. That was not a fun year. Yeah. Hey, we could say that there was limb issues. There was a recall. Oh, um, the, like, yeah. Listen, we're not. We're not. We're not lying to anybody. Yeah. No. But I'll tell you. Who what, are we kidding? Do you that, eat that a actually, lot of garlic, sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another, another time, another talk. But that bow, I'd like to get my hands on one of those. That bow, the Jenny. Yeah. That bow. Now that was even more dead than that, the yeah, Guardian. Three hundred five foot a second. It was so eight and a half inch brace height, but man, it shot everything. Yeah. Remember that weird. And we won't go too deep into this here, but remember that weird, that weird string stop it had the coming. Goiter. It was coming off the the goiter. No, it wasn't. No, the string stop. <laughs> yes, I, it was the goiter. No, the goiter. <laughs> my was, my customers referred that is when the they goiter. needed to order the goiter. That's what how they referred. It was to very. It. Uh, how many do you want? I'll take three. So that came that string stop came off the cable rod, right? Remember that? It was way oh up. Oh, my it was gosh. Up, yes. it, was, it was nice. Yeah. You know what? I'm right. sitting here. I have internet Roller now. guard. You were right. Yeah. right. It was. Talk about that yeah. just for a second. I'll pull up. Gosh, I, you know, and I don't know that that's the perfect definition of integration because it, it was, it's a little Frankenstein, but you're, you're 100% right. Good memory. Well, it, it, 
Not that it didn't work, but I think it always wore out, didn't yeah. it? Quickly and well, that string would never line up in the center. <laughs> yeah, and wow. so there was they were always wearing the it general. Out. Now every time I hear that name, the general, I just think about you know Shaquille O'Neal and that yeah. little animated. Yeah, yeah. not good. Oh yeah. yeah, I got a picture of it right here. Wow, but yeah, you're right, Jake. That uh, uh, roller guard on that too, eh? Roller guard. That was a first, wasn't it? For wow. yeah, let's see here. Let's find one that's got a better. Okay. Yeah, you say we, you know, we had to, we were the hype, but the dealers had some hurdles to go over too. They really when did. When they got them in their shops. Yeah. You know, they had to, Gosh. it was first grade all over again when they got them because they had to try to explain it to people. And, and, you know, we had some, we had some really good dealers that were working hard to try to, you know, change some mindsets. Wow. There she, all right. there she blows. Yep. So if you're listening, we just pulled up a picture of the, so this is 2008 Guardian, Bowtech Guardian. Same that's a, riser. That's a bigger wishbone. Mm-hmm. Did they move it back? Center pivot? Good description, John. Wishbone. Yep. Dual yeah. wishbone technology. Mm-hmm. It didn't stick. Just think how heavy there. this bow is in this picture. Wow. That's 10 pounds. Good night. All right. Well, um, so, man, this was fun. That is the reshootable. So, again, pilot episode. The idea here is uh, we will pick some cool technology, some cool um, equipment. And I don't think there's, there's no limits to this. No, no, we can, we no. can go anywhere. So um, we'll be back with another episode. I don't know if we'll do this every week, probably not every week, but uh, we're going to sprinkle these in throughout the podcast uh, episodes. And uh, I think, uh, I think it's got some legs. It yeah. does. Mr. Hernandez, thank you for joining us yes. tonight. No, it was, it was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And, and I, I, I do want, you know, some, you know, maybe some props from you guys because I, I really restrained. It stirred up a whole bunch of memories. <laughs> yes, I oh, could see gosh. you just going yeah. down. Yeah, well, it helped John having his hand over my mouth too. But you know, yeah. I'll have to dress that. <laughs> he in kept giving future episodes. Kept giving you the yeah uh, thumb yeah, across the neck. Yeah. That's <laughs> enough. That's enough. No, in all seriousness, it was fun. A lot of great memories. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was fun. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And you can see us. Let's see. Uh, find us anywhere. I think you can pretty much get podcasts, Apple Apple Podcasts, anywhere um, podcasts are found for that part. Um, we also make clothing. So I see all of us are wearing our, oh, yeah, represent. our branded, uh, branded apparel. So if you go to prayingman.com, P-R-E-Y, uh, we have all kinds of cool hunting and fishing attire there uh, a little bit different than probably you're used to seeing. So check us out. Any support helps. We really, really appreciate everybody listening. All right. Good. Very cool.